In just a moment, I'm going to be reading from Romans chapter 6 and verses 3 through 11. Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 11. Some chapters we go to more than others in our New Testament understanding of salvation. And today I try in a very feeble way to answer the question, what does it mean when we say that we are an Easter people? I was reading in a book over the last couple of weeks, and it gave that term. And I don't know if I'd heard that before, maybe, um, but I didn't remember it. But I'm getting, to, I guess, to the age where you don't remember everything you've read, right, Curtis? Does that happen? Okay. But it said, as Easter people, dot, 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 and it, and that just intrigued me, Easter people. I don't remember uh, anyone ever referring to Christians as Easter people in that way. And so I, I just, that got tripped in my mind as I began to think about what we celebrated last week as Easter, and now what do we do with Easter? And then I read that as Easter people, and that just, didn't, that just really intrigued me. And so I began to think about that. I began to pray about that, and I felt as if the Lord led me to Romans 6. But what does it mean when we say we're an Easter people? You know, last week we were here. It was, uh, uh, it was Easter time. That's why we're here on almost every Sunday. It's because it's the day that Jesus arose. And we're pointing to that resurrection. And I would think that would be a part of being an Easter people. But we do more than just point to a resurrection. But as we'll see today, we also walk as spiritually resurrected people. Now, to walk as a resurrected people, I began to write down some notes, and I began to think, well, that implies if we are spiritually resurrected people, that means at one time we were spiritually dead people. And we recognized our deadness of spirit, and we turned our life to the resurrected Christ, so there was a uh, we recognize a dead person, the old man or woman, so to speak. We recognize there was a burial when we trusted and gave our life to Christ, and we put to death the old person. And then there was a spiritual uh, transformation, a spiritual resurrection, if you will, that we were born again and made into a new creation through Jesus Christ. And this is what the act of baptism represents, a death, burial, and a resurrection. That's why we baptize like we do, because of the biblical picture of it. And, walk, and then, if there's a death, burial, and a resurrection of the spirit of the soul of man that we've been born again and changed, we understand that we then walk in the newness of life as a resurrected community, the church. And so... These were some thoughts I had. So Easter people equals resurrection people, which equals resurrected people in our soul and then in our body at a later day when Jesus returns. And that equals a people that are raised to walk in the newness of life. Now let's go to Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 11 and continue on and let the Holy Spirit speak to us through the word of what does it mean when we say we are an Easter people. 
Because I think this is a very important topic this morning to understand. If you will, if you're physically able, would you stand with me in honor and reverence of the reading of God's holy word today? Romans 6, beginning in verse 3. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. For we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self, or the old man, was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that the Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. Heavenly Father, I come to you again in this service asking for your blessings upon this message. And Lord, that you would speak through me, and that you would take control of my mind and my tongue, and that you would speak to your people through your word. Heavenly Father, enlighten us of what it means to be an Easter people, what it means to walk in the newness of life. In Jesus' name, amen. When we think of what does it mean to be an Easter people, it means to be a Christian. What does it mean to be a Christian? Well, three thoughts that I will bring to you today in thinking of that question. What does it mean to be an Easter people? What does it truly mean to be a Christian? Again, we certainly believe that we believe by faith in the life and the death the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That is instrumental to being an Easter people. But as I also said, it's more than just pointing. It's more than just lip service. It's more than just saying, you know, I believe in that. You know, Lorinda and I were talking after the service last week. And this is the, when you think of the, the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, uh, that's a phenomenal story. It's for many of us who have been raised in church, we don't think much about how incredible that story is, really, and how difficult, without the help of the Holy Spirit to open the eyes of, of lost people, how difficult that is for some people to realize, to take in. It really is. 
You take someone that's not been raised in, in the circumstances that many of us have in church, and you throw that story before them, and that would almost seem like a comic book story that they hear today. It really is an amazing thing, and that's why the Holy Spirit comes and opens the eyes. But we're doing more than pointing to a story of a person named Jesus Christ, but we're living that story of the person of Jesus Christ in our lives. What does it mean to be an Easter people? It's more than just pointing, but walking in the newness of life. So, first, I say that we identify ourselves with Christ. We identify ourselves with Jesus Christ. As He lived, so we live. As He died, so we die to sin. As He was buried, so we bury the old man. As He was raised, in a glorified state. So we are raised spiritually to walk in the newness of life. We do more than point to the story of Jesus Christ. We do more than just give lip service to the message of Jesus Christ, but we walk in the way in which He walked. It says in verse 3, and I love that, it says, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into, into Christ Jesus, we identify with Jesus Christ. Now, what does that mean? I believe that means that we are publicly joined to Christ. We are publicly joined to Christ. That's the very picture of baptism. That's why baptism is so vitally important, that we go before the church and we show on the outside a death, burial, and resurrection what has truly happened on the inside of our life, that we have died to the old man, that we have buried the old man through the help and power of the Holy Spirit, and we've been raised to newness of life. We've been born again, and we identify publicly with Jesus Christ. In the last many years, we hear a lot of talk about coming out of the closet. I want to tell you, there's a lot of Christians that need to come out of the closet too and identify with Jesus Christ. You don't just go into the tomb, but you walk out of the tomb because Jesus walked out of the tomb and we identify with Him. There are no closet Christians. There is no such thing as a secret Christian. Eventually, in some way, in some forum, uh, before some people, we publicly identify with Jesus Christ. There's some that need to do that today. You believe, but you've never followed through. And I want to say there is, you will not grow. I've never seen a Christian really grow in their walk with Christ who have not first publicly went through the waters of baptism because you're not being obedient to the first step. You're not identifying with the Lord. But it is so much more than that. It's on a daily basis, identifying our lives with Jesus Christ. Chuck Colson told the story of, uh, of a time passed in Russia and when the KGB were sent out to uh, seek out those who were worshiping secretly in their homes, and there were a group of Christians uh, in, in a home, and they were worshiping, and the, the troops found out about the private worship. They banged on the door. They said, open the door, and the people opened the door. They came in. They said, this is an illegal meeting that you're having in worshiping Jesus Christ. And if you're not a true worshiper of Jesus Christ, you better get out of here now or suffer the consequences. 
And there were several that jumped out and ran out and said, we, we have no part of this. There was just a few remaining. And they said, now we want to make sure that if you identify with Jesus Christ uh, or not, you have the opportunity to break this up right now. And they stood uh, firm in their resolution to identify with Jesus Christ. It was at that time Chuck Colson tells the story that the, the uh, KGB then sat down their weapons and they say, praise the Lord. We were saved a few weeks ago and we're looking for true Christians to worship with. Those that were not ashamed of the name of Jesus Christ. And because of our position, we have to make sure that it's true Christians. So let us worship together. What a great story, isn't it true? And uh, the Chuck Colson tells, I want to ask you, do you identify with Jesus Christ? Have you identified with him? Are you identifying with him? I think to be an Easter people, we identify with Jesus Christ publicly. We are not ashamed of Jesus Christ. And we not only point to the story of the resurrection, but we walk joined, united together with Jesus Christ each day of our life. Not only do we identify with Jesus Christ, but secondly, we walk with Jesus Christ daily. When we think of the question of what it means to be an Easter people, one, we identify with the empty tomb of Jesus and we join ourselves to it. But secondly, we walk with Jesus every day. It is a glorious thing that you're here on this uh, first day of the week, the day that Jesus arose from the grave. It is a glorious thing to see how pretty you look in your faces. But the truth is, there are a lot of people who come to church that truly are not Christians because they do not walk each day with Jesus Christ. Christianity and being a true Easter people means so much more than just coming to church on Sunday. It does mean that. It should mean that. But it is so much more than that that we identify and are not ashamed of the name of Jesus Christ, but also that we walk with Him daily. We worship Jesus Christ, not just on Sunday, when other brothers and sisters are singing around us, but we worship Him daily. We call out to Him in prayer. We seek Jesus Christ, His help, His strength, His guidance, His anointing. We desire to walk with Jesus. There is an inner longing in our heart that pulls us to walk with Jesus and to do His works each and every day. And so I have found out that those that do not worship most of the week usually don't worship on Sunday. They want to be entertained on Sunday. But those who worship every day of the week, by the time they get to church on Sunday, it's just an overflow. It's just an overflow of all that has happened through the week because they've walked with Jesus Christ and they've talked with Jesus Christ. They've tried to seek His strength in doing His will and His work through their lives throughout the week. There is a desire in their heart not only to walk with Jesus, but to walk toward Jesus Christ. To fix their eyes upon Him and to walk towards Him and then to walk with Him. Do we identify with Christ and do we walk with Christ? 
These are two thoughts when we think of what does it mean to be an Easter people or an Easter person. What does it mean to be a Christian? We identify with Jesus Christ on the inside and on the outside. And we walk with Jesus Christ. We follow the footsteps of the Lord Jesus in our life. But thirdly, we are servants of the resurrected Christ. This is what it means to be an Easter people, a Christian, if you will. Not only do we identify with Jesus publicly, not only do we walk with Him daily, but we are servants of the resurrected Christ. Though we fall before it, we do not serve the flesh. Though we are tripped up by it, we do not serve the world. And though we are deceived by Him, we do not serve Satan. But we are servants of the resurrected Christ. This is the picture that we get in Romans 6.3. Those of you who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His death. We were buried, therefore, with Him by baptism into death. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. For if we have been united with Him in a death like His, we shall certainly be united with Him in a resurrection like His. We are servants. We have united with Jesus Christ. We serve the resurrected Christ, not the flesh, not the world, and not Satan. Now, if you look in verse 11, I want you to make note of Romans 6, 11. And Paul said this to believers, to Christians, those who had publicly identified with Christ, to those who were walking with Christ in their daily lives. He said, so you, that's who he's speaking to, the Easter people, the church, so you also must consider yourselves. Now, the King James uses the word reckon. And so you must also consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus. Now that word consider, to consider ourselves or to reckon as it says in the King James Version, actually in that Greek form is it's an accounting term. An accounting term. So what Paul's saying is, Calculate this. Add this up. Think about this. Are you dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus? Or are you still living in sin and dead in your relationship with Christ Jesus? You have publicly identified with Jesus Christ. You're walking in the newness of life. You no longer have to serve sin. Consider this. Add this up. You no longer have to serve the world. You no longer are linked or a servant to Satan. But you've been raised to walk in the newness of life with Jesus Christ. Ephesians, uh, or I'm sorry, Romans 6.16 puts it quite interesting. Romans 6.16 says, Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves... You are slaves of the one whom you obey. Paul's saying, consider this. Add this up. Calculate this. You've given your life to Jesus Christ. You're alive to God in Jesus Christ. You've been raised to walk in the newness of Jesus Christ. You don't have to be a slave to sin anymore. 
you are slaves of the one whom you obey. Who are you obeying today? Either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness. To be an Easter people means not only that we identify with Christ, His death, burial, and resurrection, not only that we walk in the newness of life through the power of Jesus Christ, but also that we are servants of God in Jesus Christ and not servants of the world, sin, the flesh, Satan. An illustration to think of what it means to calculate this, and I want some of you to really get this today. I still need to get this. It's a daily walk. We're working through this. There was a person renting and uh, an apartment, and they found that the landlord was mean and evil and quite a bully, but they owed the landlord money, and they could not get out of the lease to move. The landlord would come to the door and banging on the door, not only would he say, I control you, I have you, you owe me money. And you can't move out of here until you pay me what you owe me. And not only that, you're scum of the earth. You're a lowlife. You're a nobody. And you're bound to me. And not only that, but you owe me other money as well. Living in fear and terror. And under the control, they were a slave to this bully landlord. And then one day, someone came. And they paid all of the debt that they owed to that landlord, freeing that person of what they owed the landlord. And not only that, this person moved them out of that apartment, down the street, and moved them into a new place, a new atmosphere, a new landlord. She was sitting there enjoying her new apartment, being free from that bully, evil, wicked landlord. Then one day there was a banging on the door. Let me in, it's your old landlord. I still have control of you, you scum, you low life. You still owe me money. Now, she began to reckon in her mind and calculate. Wait a minute. After the terror and fear set in of that voice, of that bang, she began to realize, I don't owe him money anymore. He's not my landlord anymore. I'm not a slave to him anymore. I'm not a servant to him anymore. I've been given a new home, a new address, a new slate in the one who rescued me from his grip beloved that's what jesus christ has done for you that's what paul's saying when he says reckon or consider in other words calculate this add this up when your flesh comes knocking at the door still telling you it has the control over you you've been given a new landlord his name is jesus when the world tells you you still owe me money and by the way, that's not an excuse not to pay your bank, right, Pat? Yeah. But you know what I mean. When the world comes and say, you still owe me, I still have control of you. That means you reckon yourselves. Now, wait a minute. 
I do not have to obey this voice of the old bully landlord. I've been given a new lease on life. When Satan comes telling you, you scum, you lowlife, beating you down with guilt and shame over past sins, over past failures, there comes a point when you reckon, when you consider, when you calculate, wait a minute, Satan, I do not any longer have to listen to your voice. Jesus Christ is my master now, and he's freed me from your power and your control. I will trust in his name. Beloved, this is what it means to be a person that has been raised to walk in the newness of life. You identify with Jesus Christ publicly. You walk out of the tomb with him because he's no longer in the tomb. And you also walk with him. You walk with him by faith, the resurrected Jesus Christ, because you've been given that blessing and that right, but also that you're no longer a slave to sin, but you are a slave or a servant of the resurrected Christ with a new lease on life. You see, as we read in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 7, But God, being rich in mercy, because of His great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. Are you alive today? By grace you have been saved and raised up. You see the picture there of the Easter people? You've been raised up with Him and seated. He seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Beloved, here is the point. To be an Easter people means you're resurrected spiritually people and you're going to be a physically resurrected people someday. But to be an Easter people means you stand on resurrection ground. You stand on resurrection ground. Are you standing on resurrection ground? You know if you really are or not. Have you identified with Jesus Christ? Are you walking with Him? Are you chained to Him? Is He your Lord now? Or is sin and the world, flesh and Satan? Are you an Easter person standing on resurrection ground because you went through the way of the cross and you're not on shifting sand? I want to say to you today, Jesus Christ, there was a large chasm, if you will, a gap between us and God. And Jesus Christ, through the way of the cross, built a bridge for us to pass from the ground that is sinking and shaking of this world and passing and fading away. And let me tell you something, beloved. I do not believe that Christian theology that life's getting better. You know the world's not getting better. There are pockets of God's glory and revival and awakening happening here and in other lands. But the world is crumbling at its core. It's getting older. Violence is becoming even greater than it was even when I was young. Ugliness. This world, this, this ground, it, it's fading away. But Jesus Christ built a bridge between this old sinking sand of this world and the resurrection ground that He, is, that he walks upon now. 
And he built a bridge through the cross of Calvary that we could walk across from the sinking sand to the resurrection ground. Beloved, have you walked through the way of the cross? Are you walking with the resurrected Christ? Have you identified Him with Him? Are you walking in the newness of Jesus Christ? Are you a servant to the wonderful Lord that freed you from the world, from your flesh, and from Satan? Or are you standing on resurrection ground today? You really know the answer to that. Are you standing on resurrection ground? Or are you standing on the shifting sands of this world? Are you walking in the newness of life? Or are you walking in the way of the world that's falling apart? Lastly, are you spiritually dead? Or are you walking with Christ as He made you alive? Are you born again? Beloved, if it feels as if you're on the sinking sand, if it feels as if you're spiritually dead, listen, Jesus Christ is calling out your name. And He does not desire for you to perish in the crumbling, fading world. But He's calling out your name today. Would you walk to the cross? Would you walk across the bridge of the cross? Would you fix your eyes upon the resurrected Jesus Christ? He's calling your name right now. Come to me, and I'll give you life. Come to me and walk in the newness of life. Come to me and set your feet firmly on the strong ground of resurrection.